Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Offion Jones, hashtag Mighty O. Um, <clears throat> try to get um, into the sports, Jones Underground Sports, we'll call it. Uh, man, big day in the NFL today, man. Um, the Deshaun Watson watch goes on, man. The dude... Uh, destroyed the Jacksonville. The team destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars. This dude just comes up every single week. It's like, um, what else do we have to say, man? Like, Houston picked him up. It was like, this dude could be a real big bust. And I'm looking at him like, this dude is making plays week in and week out. Um, it was a really dominating performance. The team didn't really have a really challenge there. It didn't have a real challenge with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but even then, the defense is not nothing to sneeze at, and he just made it look easy. So, uh, cheers up to Deshaun Watson, who, like I said, is uh, performing at a very high MVP-type level. Um, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks had a tough day against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they went in overtime and pulled it out like... Another guy that is, you know, <laughs> I like to say light skin excellence, but my man is is out here doing what needs to be done, hooking up with rookie wide receivers, uh, new guys on the squad, and they're just making things happen. Like, the Seahawks are one of those teams that, you know, you can never count them out, and it's because Russell Wilson, usually because they just play defense and, ran you to death, but now they make plays in that passing game. You see, several times where they was on, um, they just made clutch plays. I'd like to give a shout-out to Jameis Winston, who had a decent game and didn't get the ball back to actually win it in overtime. But, you know, I hate seeing Tampa Bay, just like third or fourth game where they play really tough to lose. So, but... um, much respect against the way they came out and played hard against the Seahawks who pulled it out on them. Another team that um, we were looking at, I was looking at today, uh, Kansas City um, gutted one out against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings got really conservative at the end of that game and it cost them because the Chiefs were... You could tell the quarterback was throwing the ball deep, but their wide receivers in this game made plays for them. You know, where the quarterback threw the ball up and the wide receiver out-muscled the defensive back to get the ball. And really, they just they ran their plays to perfection to, 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 get, the, to get that win. Um, the game we just got through watching or watching is finishing up. The New England Patriots taking that L against the Baltimore Ravens. And another one, Lamar Jackson. Once again, black excellence on display. But we're just looking at this dude, his tool set. You know, now I will say, granted, yeah, they came with the scheme. They ran out the pistol. And New England could not get these guys off the field in that second half. They looked like it was going to be one of those. <clears throat> the team, Baltimore, jumped out to that 10-point lead. New England started running their offense on them, using the hurry-up, started wearing their defense out. And you knew what the Ravens had to do. You got to run the ball. You got to control the clock. 
keep Tom Brady on the sideline. And guess what? They did just that. Chewed up a bunch of clock and beat them up and got two touchdowns on them in that second half. Like, one of them where the lineman literally pulled the quarterback into the end zone. Like, dude, get over here. We're taking this touchdown. Like, man, when I say watching Lamar Jackson do his thing, I, I don't like them running the quarterback like they've been running them because, man, I, I've seen too many quarterbacks get that hit and it's over for him. Um, um, Robert Griffin the third, anyone? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, all them design runs for the quarterback, uh, Cam Newton, all them design runs for the quarterback, I don't like that. Because this is a um, very, he's too important to be design running him. Now, granted, it was working, but the New England Patriots defense and a couple other defenses out there, you keep running your quarterback and see what's going to happen to him. So, I like the way my man was throwing. I don't think he needs to be throwing side on, but. Hey, if it works, do what you do, man. Who am I? Slowly, guy watching the game. But when I say they ran that scheme of perfection, they ran the New England Patriots out of Baltimore. Literally ran them off the damn field. Kept Tom Brady sitting over there. And when the Patriots made any mistake, it was a wrap, you know. And yeah, turnovers got the Patriots into the game. That one big turnover, that fumble that Edelman gave up. They got the touchdown back, but man, somebody take a fumble for a touchdown. When the defense scores on you, that is a really big hole to dig out of. And the Patriots put themselves in the hole, and the Lamar Jackson in the offense made sure that Tom Brady had a nice long seat before they got back out there. And and when they did, it was a couple of, they were two scores down instead of one. So, man. It was an awesome game to watch. Um, that's pretty much going to wrap up our NFL coverage. There were a couple of teams that, like I said, we were looking at, but it's basketball season, team. It's basketball season. We got our first full couple of weeks in on the NBA season. Um, first couple of good weeks in, and guess what? The Lakers are 5-1. and one. Didn't I say... A while back ago, like, hey, man, they lost their first game against the Clippers, but that's one game. Didn't I say that you got LeBron James and you got Anthony Davis? Um, They're going to figure that situation out, and they're figuring that situation out in close games. The league has never been filled with as much talent as it is now. You got the Dallas Mavericks looking like new money out here. You got the Warriors struggling with Steph Curry out. And then you have Houston. They just got blown out tonight by who the Miami Heat. Just blew them off the floor. And Miami Heat is doing pretty good themselves. But I'm talking about the Lakers. How many people said they ranked number four? They so down in the power rankings of the Lakers. And they don't think they have enough. And now you see how they playing. Now you see that Dwight Howard is actually looking like old school Dwight Howard a little bit grabbing rebounds and crashing the rim and then you have uh, the size that they offering with Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee providing them good minutes at center 
And with LeBron James holding the ball and Rondo kind of helping the situation out, but you just look at the way that they play. The way that they run and pick and roll with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the way that they're force-feeding Anthony Davis and he's making teams play, making teams pay for it. Some of them may have 40 points and 20 rebounds in one game, really three quarters. Like, you really need to understand. Now, we're going to give Kawhi Leonard his, his due. But, yeah, he, he probably the best player right now in the league. But I think LeBron James is responding to the fact that a lot of people kind of said that he was finished after last season because they didn't even make the playoffs, that he was finished because his team didn't do so well. He was finished because he took an injury. But, man, you, you do have to understand that the dude – had a lot on him and you have to understand that the team was going through some stuff with Lonzo and his injury situation and his shoes deal and whatever and just you know and then the whole Anthony Davis trade situation when the Pelicans could have made that trade last year now granted they got a good draft pick out of the situation but for real they just wasted a whole season last year it was not only just the one team but two teams being petty in my opinion but the end result is the Lakers look like a top team in the West because eventually Kawhi Leonard, they talking about low managing already. So, and the Lakers, so far, so good. So I'm like, I don't know who thought the Lakers were going to suck this year or who thought they were going to be bad, but, yeah, eat that. Meanwhile, we talked about Houston. Y'all got to look at a team where <clears throat> you got two players that have to work together. You got two players that have to do certain things. I like James Harden's numbers. I never liked him as a player because I felt like at certain points, just the way that he kind of plays the game, he he got an effective game, but it's highly annoying. And I don't think it's winning basketball when you, you're so dominant on one end, but then you don't really play defense. And it's kind of like, you know, yeah, he does play some defense, but is that like where he's hanging his hat on? Not really. You look at the Lakers, and they're hanging their hat on the defensive side where they're holding each other accountable for playing defense. They're, you know, pointing each other out. You know, it's different things you got to do. Meanwhile, on the other side of you watch Houston play, if my man Harden don't get the ball and he out there, he's not cutting, he's not doing a whole lot, especially in the game they lost against the Heat. And you got to look at it like, man, we need Max. You know, you just need to play together. And you need to play defense, too. You got a whole team of people out here, and y'all not guarding the three-point line. You're just letting dudes get wide open layups and dunks. So the team is scoring 130 points on you. And you're supposed to be the second or third best team in the West? I don't think so. The West is loaded. The Spurs look good. Um, the Clippers, the Lakers. And even for them, the Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets. Man, the West is completely loaded. I'll put Dallas ahead of them. You had uh, one game where Lucas averaging. You get triple doubles just turning over, man. Like. And Christopher Zingas is out there taking care of business. I mean, these dudes out here, they, they're not playing games. 
So I'm really enjoying this early NBA season. I'm really enjoying what's going on with the, especially how West the way it's shaking up. I do want to go in a little bit on the uh, fight between Joel Embiid and um, Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns. Y'all grown men. Y'all play, you get paid to to be professionals, and we need to be professionals. All this Twitter beef, and when I see you, we need to stop that. We need to cut that out. We need to lead that somewhere else. You know, if y'all want to get some gloves and have a charity boxing match, go do that. Uh, but, you know, this is basketball. The game too good and too important right now to have two marquee members of two teams getting kicked out of the game because y'all can't y'all acting like 12 year olds and, and that's what the bottom of my heart man like i you know y'all grown men y'all not kids y'all not teenagers you know every and in the east every game could count and for the timberwolves who knows what they're gonna look like you know but leave the fighting the people who actually get paid to do that but when y'all play basketball, leave that Twitter stuff and all that, my mama this, and leave that stuff somewhere else. You know, we too, we too good. We too good for that. <clears throat> so, we did have a, a really high-level boxing match. Um, boxing, uh, I love boxing. Canelo Alvarez took care of business against Andre Kovalev, knocked him completely out. And it was... It was a knockout, but it was an 11-round beatdown. Like, my man was hitting dude like he stole something. I know when I first saw this fight, I was like, it'd be a tough fight. I thought Canelo Alvarez would win a decision. But, because Canelo got a really good skill set. I didn't think he really dominated my man Triple G when he beat him. I think for Triple G being as old as he was, Triple G was really, it was a tougher match than what I thought it should have been. I really didn't think he won the first match. I didn't think it was a draw. I think Triple G won. I think it was a draw the second time around. But the way he beat up Andre Kovalev, the way he hit dude upside his head, and when Kovalev started showing just a little bit of defense, started going to the body and snatches, completely took his energy out. And I mean, you took a world champion and made him look old and slow. And Kovalev, I was watching some of his earlier fights. He, he's a big dude for his weight class. He's a big dude that most fighters tried to avoid. Andre Ward, where you at? But... <laughs> Canelo Alvarez went in the ring and straight raging demon this dude for eleven rounds. Like hit him with every hit him with everything he wanted to hit him with and then put him out of there. So it kinda lets you know where you know, is somebody was asking is is uh Canelo Alvarez one of the best of all time. Was he the best pound for pound? Not right now. You know, it's some of the middleweights that I think is right there with him. But I think it's so many decent middleweights that could try to challenge him. I remember when the young Canelo Alvarez barely lost against 
No, he lost against Floyd Mayweather, but I don't think he really like lost against Floyd Mayweather. But I know who ain't trying to fight him right now, Floyd Mayweather. But but the man put a beat down on Andre Kovalev. I'm gonna give him that respect and and say right now he's the top fighter in the game. He's the number one right now. But as far as pound for pound, best one, no. You know, once again we wouldn't have this question. It would need to be nothing if all these fighters that are all good with these undefeated records, with these pristine resumes, if they put that on the line and got in the ring with each other. Like, you know, I, I'm with him on not fighting Triple G again. You beat him. You don't need to do that. But what about all these other guys? What about these um, uh, Jamal Crawfords? What about these Earl Spencers? What about these other guys that are coming up now granted yeah they don't have a record yet but they will and the money's there so so where we at you know let's start making some money boxing is hot right now it's it's a it's a nice little fight going on almost every month let's go ahead and get this on you know so i'm looking forward to deontay wilder and his next fight we'll see if he can um you know keep pace with our man Tyson Fury who won his last fight and um and uh we got the Andy Ruiz and uh, uh Anthony Joshua coming up we'll see if that was a fluke <laughs> you know we'll see who's gonna do that um I'm gonna say I like Andy Ruiz's story I'm gonna you know kind of cover a little bit of Anthony Joshua and a little bit of his little rise um his claim to fame. I'm going to start doing that on another podcast. We're going to do a podcast where we just talk about boxing and Anthony Joshua and Ruiz. I want to cover that fight in detail because I like my man Ruiz's story. I like that he came from practically nothing. I like that people overlooked him even though his record was good. And, you know, I want to let people know that there's some of us out here that love boxing and watching and willing to put it on their platform. Um, not just every now and then, you know, I, I like to cover a little bit of boxing every week if I could, but it's just not to fight every single week. Um, as we go, I just want to go in and give a couple of shout outs to a couple of people. Um, uh, shout out to Minister Gerald who came through today. Shout out to my pastor, Ruth Snyder, her 13th pastoral anniversary was this weekend. You know, the lady means a lot to me. She kind of restored my faith in the, you know, in the, not just the music ministry, but that there are people who mean what they say and say what they mean. And, you know, she, she backs it up. You know, a lot of people that you meet in the church say things, I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to see you, and you never hear from them again. <laughs> you know, people say things and they like, I'm going to do this, and it never gets done and even just in regular life but she is a person that if you talk to her if you call her she calls you back if she doesn't answer her phone if you need something she will actually come through if you have something going on there's nothing else she's gonna pray for you right there in that moment and a lot of things don't have to be said because you know between you and the person that's praying for you is confidential but this is a sweet lady and everything that she's said to me she's backed it up so I can't 
respect her enough for showing me the you know leadership personified in the way that she's ran her organization since I've been a part of it so and that I just want to give her a, a big shout out and thank you um, the uh, real real poetic studio I guess we we'll call it East is coming together uh, we got a few things few clients coming in we'll see how that goes um, and then looks like we got a trip to Chicago and a trip to Memphis coming through um, few things popping there so uh, working with a few producers in the south <laughs> you know they're working with me you know so I, I'm glad to be a part of anything especially when they want to hear you play live you know a lot of times you could just send somebody a sample but they don't want to hear a sample they want to put a microphone on a piano and, and actually listen to what you're doing and and the money that it takes me to go down there, especially with my car being there, and let you know, like, they serious. And I'm glad that somebody serious wants to work with me, just trying to figure out what weekend we're going because I work a job and I get my kids every other weekend and, <laughs> you know, can't, got to work around that, you know, being a, a father and, you know, taking care of business that way. Um, so, yeah, we definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody in the music and working out here and and just just saying everybody just love each other, you know. Just love each other. We're going to do a podcast about music in a minute, um, open mics, um, equipment, gear, things of that nature. But uh, we just want to get our sports out the way so that, you know, you wake up Monday, we got something to listen to and that. We just want to say this has been another Jones Underground episode, and <clears throat> I enjoy you guys, and enjoy my new listeners, and we'll hopefully see you again. All right, bye-bye.